Thanks for joining us on Dime Travel. Welcome. We are about to take you on an audio journey back to an NBA season from the past, but with the intention of rewriting history. At Dime Travel, we don't accept that the long and arduous regular season isn't worth much. We believe that the regular season is worth everything. We don't agree that the team who wins the two-month postseason tournament should be crowned world champion. We stand by the fact that it should actually be the team who displayed sustained dominance for a grueling six-month season featuring all of the teams in the greatest basketball league on earth. That's what we do. That's dime travel. And now, it's time to drop a dime. question remains though, how do we decide who the regular season champ is? We can't just compare their records because some teams have a harder schedule than others depending on how many times they play each opponent. So what we settled on was using the ELO rating system. It's a rating system that was popularized in chess, but it's also been used in other leagues, tennis rankings for example, uh, some other things. But for our purposes, all you really need to know is this. Every team starts with a 1500 rating. After each game, the winner's rating goes up, the loser's rating goes down by the same amount, and that amount depends on three things. It depends on the team's rating going into the games, it depends on who was the home team, and it depends on the margin of victory. And whoever has the highest rating at the end of 66 games, 66 this season because uh, they only played 72, whoever has the highest rating at the end of 66 games is our champion. So last week, we revisited the 2005-2006 NBA season and gave the title to Chauncey Billups and Ben Wallace and the Detroit Pistons instead of the D-Wade Heat. Today, we're going to reevaluate the 1957-58 NBA season and see if the St. Louis Hawks can hold on to the only championship in franchise history. Joining me today is Chris. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Ryan. Good afternoon, everyone. Why do you always specify a time of day? It's his calling card. I'm trying to connect with it. Trying to connect with the listeners. Okay, it's a good. No, it's a good. It's a good calling card. All right, but first things first. We're going to start with the best part of our show. It's the time travel week. It's a way to get into the right frame of mind for this season. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at this segment. The premise of this segment is that we're gonna go back and re-examine an NBA season and. We follow the time travel premise. What if we could actually go back to that NBA season for just one week? What what would we do? When we're not going back to change world events, we're not going back to invest money. We just get one week where we have to see at least one NBA game, maybe see some concerts, maybe do some other stuff, buy a jersey at one of the games. Well, we'll see. So, Ryan, why don't you start us off? If you could go back to the 1957-58 NBA season for one week and see at least one NBA game, what would you do? It's a great question, Kevin. Um, 
you know, it was hard for me to to think about what I'd want to do as far as a specific person. I had to do a little research, but ultimately what I came to the conclusion is I wanted to go down under to watch Great Balls of Fire. So I'm going to go watch Jerry Lee Lewis in Sydney, Australia, and uh, such a classic song, so much passion, just pound on those piano keys, and I think he was be a really good performer. Um, that's on February 1st, 1958, and I got to hurry back to the U.S. because I'm going to catch a Knicks and Philadelphia Warriors game, a little bit strange sound there. Philadelphia that's, Warriors. That's what yep. it was. Can't even get it out because it sounds so different. And um, for those who don't know, the, mm-hmm. the mascots are just really terrifying. Um, I don't even really know how to describe it. <laughs> um, just have to look it up. It's worth worth a look up there. Think think and, gritty. They, they were more like, yeah, they're most more like aggressive pencil drawings of mascots rather than like cartoony, put it on a kid's T-shirt drawing or logos. But. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah. really good description. And my thought process here is I really don't know a lot of these guys. I'm just trying to uh, see as many players as I can. Uh, there's not a lot of teams in the league now, and things are just kind of developing. Uh, well-balanced game between the, the two teams. It was uh, 120 to 131 points in favor of the Warriors. But uh, what I mean by well-balanced, like every player contributed. The leading scorer um, for the Knicks had 22 points, and the lowest score had 7, but pretty much everybody was within a few points of each other and similar for the Warriors just a well-balanced attack um, everybody's just helping out it seems like really good team basketball and then next I'm going to go to the Cincinnati Royals who is a picture of a goofy basketball with a crown on its head holding a city which is also great and then the Boston Celtics mascot <laughs> looks like he's trying to use the bathroom while smoking a pipe and throwing a baton around like it's just really talented oh the 50s the celtics was really dominant team at this point they're up uh, or the record at this point was 36 to 5 or 36 15 and the royals not as well uh, as a a team at this point but they're about 50 50 and this is on february 4th but it's in madison square garden so um probably pretty early on as far as getting really a lot of its popularity but you know get to check out bill russell on that celtics team didn't have a really dominant game but 14 points and what i noticed about you know, the few games I've looked at, it it just seems like uh, more players contribute rather than necessarily one dominant player. Obviously, it's not going to be true forever, but this few games I'm checking out is kind of looking at good team basketball. And then um, you always want to c- catch a movie, and what I would like to go watch is Happy Go Ducky, which is a Tom and Jerry movie. It's a it's a six minute movie, so uh, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it, but like, it's really hard to find something that was gonna be worthwhile a lot, a lot of horror films that were apparently coming out for some reason and i'm sure there's some other good stuff but uh, during the timing of when i had to be there for that week it was really um limited in my opinion or at least the research i did so i'm gonna have to head home after a great week of some basketball great balls of fire which you know could be a little bit of basketball shooting reference there and a little happy go ducky mm-hmm Who's up next? Fantastic. So, was 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 Happy Go Ducky showing before something, or did people actually just show up for a six minute thing? It's got to be before something, but I don't know what I'm watching after that. I just I just found it as a separate listing. But, <laughs> but yeah, but I I don't think there's a 
I'm not sure that's the only thing that you're going to the movies for, but I couldn't figure out what it was tied to. Worth a nickel, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's Hannah and Barbera in their prime, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there was like an... Uh, when they were um, still throwing 100. Yeah, there was a different, um, uh, you know, movie I was kind of looking at, and it was listed around the time initially, but as I did more research, it turned out it wasn't quite accurate. And the movie I was hoping to see that was in a similar... Um, avenue and actually would have made more sense it was the looney tune all-stars and i would have felt like it would have been a better basketball correlation and that one actually ran for two hours and 19 minutes like a legit movie but as i did more research it was unfortunately a month after my visit so that would not work out wow mm. yeah one Ooh, other thing ha- i would happy do, yeah. happy go ducky is not rated it wasn't rated so wow. i that, that might have been dangerous. really raunchy nsfw yeah what i could do though is get a Burger King Whopper for 37 cents. I would probably do that for a little bit. And I would throw the Pluto platter. It's a good deal. Which is the first Frisbee invented by Whammo Company. Yeah, they were making some good stuff back then. Great drops, great references. Of course, anytime, fellas. I have a question, though. When you went to the basketball game, was it in black and white? It was actually. I was surprised. Hmm. <laughs> I th- apparently, the TVs were really huh. just reflecting what was going on. So crazy. Yeah, I remember that moment when they when they were televising when they first turned the color on in the world. It was really weird. Super weird. What a time what to be a alive. Time. Technicolor. Is that right? Before they warped it to a flat one. No, it's not. I think the world has always been round. I think it was. I don't know. I don't know if that changed. If it did, it changed a while ago. When is Kyrie coming on the show? I've reached out to his publicist. <laughs> Kyrie Science Corner? <laughs> you just reach out at Kyrie at gmail.com? <laughs> Flat Earth for real. Yeah. It's a Hotmail account, actually. Ooh, he's a Hotmail? Yeah, what yeah. are you guys doing? That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, Chris. I want to hear. I want to hear if the basketball games you go to are black and white. Yeah, so let's keep it moving. Um, I've had some years where I've done really basketball heavy weeks where I'm like, oh, I got to go this game and that game and this, and this other game. Yeah, I'm always excited to see what game, what basketball games you go to. You pick some good ones. Yeah. So 1958, um, I actually kept it real light. Um, and since the NBA that we know today doesn't really exist, I decided to use a loophole here and say that. I, as far as NBA games, I don't have to attend one because there really isn't one. Um, All right. So just just to just to uh, stop you for a second, and I'll let you go. I just want to make the point: you're not using a loophole; you're creating a loophole. Eh, potato, potato. The rules are crystal clear. Nope, nope. You're making a loophole. But so go ahead. Anyway, Easy. I'm gonna start. Uh, I, I figured. Well, if I don't have to stick around for these NBA games, I'm gonna go over to the UK. Um, it's 1958, and I wanted to catch somebody named Sarah Vaughn. She plays at a little. What's a wormhole? A wormhole? <laughs> yeah, is that what I think a, those were invented this year? Is that what a worm goes through a loophole? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, mm-hmm. so Sarah Vaughn is a jazz singer, and mm-hmm. um, her, Ella Fitzgerald, and Billie Holiday are kind of the three female vocalists at this time that define the jazz era. Of singing so you know sarah vaughn's the one that people i don't know if they know her name as well but um she's got a smooth sultry voice and i mean ella fitzgerald said she was the most 
important female jazz singer of the time. What would uh, you, so anyways, how would you, how would you rate you, that like, imp- impersonate her? Like how, what would it sound like? Yeah. Yeah. Give us a, give us a taste of what it sounds like, Chris. It's like, <laughs> so Whoa. anyways, wow. That really helps. Since I'm over in the UK, I'm actually the reason I think 1958 is so interesting because I thought Bob Pettit was kind of interesting and Bill Russell's kind of interesting. And I did sort of want to try to squeeze in a game. But what really happened in 1958 that I think is incredible and I wanted to catch was the World Cup of Soccer was held in Sweden. And there were countries that had dominated the World Cup for a long time. Um, But what happened in in, uh, the knockout rounds was they decided to let a 17-year-old kid play for Brazil. His name was Pele. And, uh, I mean, he destroyed the other the other teams um, in, in some of the knockout games, uh, for example, against France in the quarterfinal, which is one of the games I'm going to on June 24th. Uh, he has a hat trick. Um, and then in the final, he ends up scoring two goals, including uh, a goal that is considered like a perfect trap in the box. I mean, I've seen this replay a couple of times where he just chests the ball down jukes his defender taps it over the head of another defender and kicks it in it's a 17 year old kid against grown professionals it's it's beautiful it's incredible and after watching a little bit of those i realized that's what i wanted to do that year i want to be part of that sellout crowd in sweden and uh kind of watch sell out yeah um i jumped my timeline there though because i went from the france game to the final where they actually play play the host country sweden in the final and pele helps them win their first world cup on june 29th in between that i'm actually going to fly back down to london um, because i wanted to catch a prime julie andrews in my fair lady um as eliza doolittle she just kills it i mean it's pretty much is her jump off point for her the rest of her career um because this is when she was in the prime of being a real a fox and a songbird that's that's the correctly. one julie andrews i mean thank you england uh so anyways that's pretty much my my week it's june it's weird i didn't go to an nba game i appreciate the nba uh but there, these were just some things if, I, if i'm gonna use this little machine and travel back in time uh I, that that was how i was gonna make my jump and that's where i was gonna go so i don't know what do you guys think when i think when i think the 1958 nba season i think julie andrews it's the first thing that comes to my mind, and then Pele. Those are those are the big two. That's what happened to me too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, way to use the wormhole. Creating a loophole. Thank you. Not a wormhole. Wormhole might be how we travel back. I feel a little bit like a worm for not going to an NBA game, but I mean, Dennis Rodman made a career out of being a worm, so I'm fine with it. You. He made a career out of being a worm. I don't know if he was a role model. I'm I'm not trying to but, be a role model. But you're emulating him, making him a role model. It's fine. It's fine. What you what's done is done. We'll we'll talk about it after. You seem pretty pretty mad about it. <laughs> no, it's fine. So I am gonna go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in the little machine from from Terror from the year five thousand. So it's, it's a little time travel movie that came out that year. Terrible. It's uh it's just a terrible movie. You may have you may have seen it on uh, Mystery Science Theater, but uh, so I'm hopping in that machine. I'm going back to uh, 1957, late 1957. 
November 26th. The first game I'm going to check out is the St. Louis Hawks at the New York Knicks. The Hawks win 120 to 110. Uh, it, was a, it was an exciting game. Hawks were down by one heading into the fourth, came back and won. Uh, Bob Pettit led all scores with 27. The uh, the three Knicks All-Stars each scored 23 or 24 points. So the, yeah. Damn near killed it. <laughs> Hardly know it. <laughs> no, he was awesome. I, I, I saw that game that was actually on my radar, and I saw that game as a potential. That's really cool. I'd like to see mm, a, yeah, a Pettit closeout game. Yeah, no. Given the choice between Pettit and Julie Anders, um, I, I, it's hard to decide. So you made the wrong choice. <laughs> yeah, I, di- I didn't know you were going to make a loophole. Next day, so that game was in New York. So then I'm I'm heading over to Boston for the next day to watch the Knicks play again at the Celtics. Celtics mm-hmm. win that game one twenty one oh seven. Bill Russell with thirty and twenty eight rebounds. Unfortunately, Kuzi didn't play that game, but still. Still be a fun game to see. But Larry Friend did. Who did? Larry Friend. Yeah, Larry Friend was there. That's true. I didn't get the Larry Friend jersey, though. I was picking up that that green uh, that green Bill Russell number six. Right. Be a nice, nice jersey for my collection. That would be a cool jersey to have, though. Just like some crazy throwback. No one's ever heard of Larry Friend, but you just have a a jersey that says Celtics and the back. It says friend. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we need that more than ever right now. We do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys should pick it up. Uh, did you? Did either of you guys go to a Celtic game? No, I tried to get some merch at the Julie Andrews show, but they don't do that. He, he had a decent oh, yeah. game. He had five shot attempts, which none went in, and one personal foul. Hmm. So... <laughs> That's a that's he was a, there. a zero double. I feel like the it's ref really was a, almost apologetic about calling the foul on him because they, they hardly ever do. And I think he actually came over and said, sorry, friend. Yeah. You think that's what happened? I think he was like, sorry, friend. <laughs> anyway, what what else? Yeah, uh, you think, what did you do after that? I, I just watched. Uh, I just watched what friend got into after the game. See if you found any nice ladies. I don't know. That's cool. You got a friend in me. And then uh, a couple nights later, I'm heading back to New York. There's a there's a jazz performance at Carnegie Hall called Carnegie Hall Thanksgiving Jazz. Had a pretty pretty impressive lineup. It had uh, had a lady that Chris referenced earlier, a little a little Billie Holiday to start it off. Also had uh, Dizzy Gillespie performed. Ray Charles was there. Thelonious Monk with uh, John Coltrane. A little bit Did of everyone see you would that want to see, there? except for except for Sarah Vaughn. Uh, are you, <laughs> most of the people I just listed saw it, not all of them, but yeah. Okay. That would have been a really fun performance to be at. Yeah, I, I've on, always uh, tried to see if I could wiggle in a Dizzy Gillespie show, because he's got that, that trumpet, right? You familiar with the trumpet? Hey. Are you, <laughs> why don't you give us a little taste of the trumpet? No, 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 no. no. I'm not saying the trumpet, the instrument, but his specific trumpet. Like he was. Oh, okay. The, the story goes, he was at like some kind of practice session, and he was uh, he was very animated when he would play, and he he whacked the trumpet on the end of a table, and it bent it upward. It was, um, wow. Mm-hmm. So and and then he continued to play it. It made a unique sound that he actually liked. So 
mm-hmm. Dizzy Gillespie had all his trumpets made like that. So if you ever see any pictures of him playing or or saw him live like Kevin got to, uh, he, he mm-hmm. played that kind of inverted trumpet. Yeah, you could you could have come to the come to this concert with me if you'd been in the U.S. Maybe you could have seen an NBA. Well, game, I saw but... that you picked the holiday week, and I feel like you knew that I, that might be an area I was going to look for. So it kind of felt like a block. What? We can go to the same thing. You, we would have a good time at Thanksgiving jazz together. I would have gone. I'm with sure you. we could have, but it's kind of like when your wife orders the meal that you're about to order, like you quickly regroup and and come up with something else. It's like almost like. It, I don't know. It, it feels like you can't do the same thing if you're aware of it. No, no, because the analogy would be if your wife picks a restaurant, so you go to a different restaurant. <laughs> That's what you did. You know what? Circling back to the folklore about Gillespie's trumpet. Actually, I was Googling it here. I, I thought it was that he hit it on a table, but it actually, this is straight from Gillespie. His trumpet was bent by a dancer falling onto it at a 1953 Ouch. party. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Ouch. Hope the dancers out. Well, the dancer probably got hurt. Oh yeah. Bend it, bend a trumpet, and I don't know how you fall into a trumpet. She must have been elevated or lifted up. I mean, I just feel like it was probably not a good thing. She was really getting down with the get down. Yeah. I mean, to fall on a trumpet. Get down, get down, fall I mean, on my trumpet. I mean, that sounds like something yeah. you would see in Ryan's movie that he went to go see. <laughs> what was that movie again? Tom and Jerry cartoon. <laughs> because he couldn't quite make the timeline work with the uh, Looney Tunes All-Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Either one of those probably could have had a dancer falling on top of a trumpet. It's true. All right. So after I go to that jazz show. I got a couple days later, I'm, I'm already in New York uh, and I'm going to go see West Side Story on Broadway. It's the it's the original it's the original showing. It's it's uh, two months after it premieres. I'm going to go to the Winter Garden Theater. Awesome. It's going to be that's going to be really cool. Yeah. I got to go to a lot of really cool gardens. I got to go to Boston Garden, Madison Square Garden, then the Winter Garden Theater. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was a real theme week. Beautiful. Yeah, perfect week. Right. Love it. Yeah, I thought, I thought it turned out pretty beautiful, almost Julie Andrews level. But alas, uh, so that's that's the end of my week. Then then I'm coming back. All right, so now let's get into uh, let's get into an, a game that we call Guess the Players. Oh yeah, where I give Ryan a couple names from uh, the All NBA first and second team that's all they had this year i give some of the more obscure nicknames for these players and see if you can guess which player had these nicknames all right so ryan are you ready yes probably the best odds yet um Mm -hmm. just not a lot of players in the league so looking more favorable and and you and you really need it because you you went oh for three last time yeah i hope you don't leave me on a unfortunately hanga that's not his name (laughs) You can clip Hagen. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> I like it, though. Yeah, no, it was admirable. All right. Which player made an all-NBA team in 1958 and had the nickname Doogie? Doogie, 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 Doo. Um, Bob Cousy, Bob Petit, Del Shays, Bel Charmin, George Charlie, Maurice Stills, later Jeff Clayton. 
teach me how to doogie. Teach me, teach me how to doogie. Man, this is so hard. I'm gonna go Slater Martin. Whoa, it's Slater Martin. What? Is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just felt a, a yeah, strong a connection. Who in the what? Slater Martin. <laughs> it was a childhood nickname uh, taken from a comic strip, Mutt and Jeff. It was like a thing his uncle called him. That's Classic. As much as I could get about it, yeah. Uh, he was a... Uh, yeah, Ryan, that was, was a delicious guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is a definition of, of guessing, like just randomness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great. Temper, all right. I'm, we're only going to do one more because there's, there's only two, two all-NBA teams. And you're playing with house money at this point. Yeah. So... Which player I'm so, in an all-NBA team... I'm so Maurice Stoke 19, right now. 1958, and went by the nickname Mr. All-Around. Okay, Dolph Shays or Bob Cousy? Dolph Shays or Bob Cousy? Bill Sharman. Oof, no, it's a, um, it was a good try. Try to it catch you off guard. Tom Gola. Uh, Tom Gola. Tom Gola. Apparently known for his... Two-way excellence. This was his only All-NBA appearance. Mm. He's a Hall of Famer. This is his first season back after a year in the Army. He's played for the uh, Warriors. Tom Gola. Mr. All-Around. Yeah, give me two second-teamers. Mr. All-Around. Hmm. Yeah. Tom Gola. Yeah. Eats Gorgonzola on a gondola. Tom, Tom he was, Gola. He was... He was really... He was a really popular player in Europe at that time. Because I remember watching... Um, some of the World Cup clips, and anytime anyone scored, they would cheer his name. So, I don't know. They'd be like, Gola! Ah, okay. You'll see that. You'll see that when you go back and see some Pele highlights. But Chris, your awesome yeah. rhyming scheme reminds me that the Cat in the Hat came out this year. Oh, really? Yeah. This is the year that uh, Jim Henson's Muppets came out, too. Lots of exciting hmm. things going on. Yeah, can't stop it. That's a that's a really silly stuff. Can't stop. All right. Well, that that brings us to that brings us to. Uh, typically, we we have a different a few different categories that are Elo related. Uh, we've done this before in some of these these uh, old years where we just go through all the teams because there's only eight teams to go through. So we're just going to go through them in reverse order of their Elo finish. So the number eight team, the worst team this year in the Elo rating, was the. Minneapolis Lakers. Ooh, stinky. Yeah, led by Vern Mickelson, who was 10th in MVP voting. Uh, this was two years after George Mikan played. He was the coach at the beginning of the year before they fired him. He didn't even make it through the full season, which seems kind of harsh. Yeah. After being the best player in franchise history for him to only last, like, I think he lasted, like, just under 40 games. I, I like wish they should have given him the whole season. I wish that Dick Schnittmaker made the... Uh... All NBA team. Yeah. Who? I really a gar maker. <laughs> Dick Shitnaker. <laughs> oh my god. Dick Schnitker. There's a couple dicks on this team. Uh-huh. And, a, oh. and a hot rod. And a hot rod. <laughs> what? That's that's gotta be a nickname. No way, that's yeah. legit. Art Spolstra? Any relation? Yeah. No, Wait, I how do you say okay. no relation? How do you say Dick's name? Last name. Schnitker. Oh, I think Schnitker. I added some syllables. You sure? You certainly you did. did. I'm sorry. Uh huh. I got overwhelmed. Uh-huh. It's okay. It changes our rating, but that's okay. There's so much coming at me. 
Yeah, we're gonna have to edit that, but that's fine. And a schlick. Later. Yeah, this was this was a terrible team. I feel like uh, of products that were released this year, th this would be a good team uh, for off insect repellent because uh, the flies were circling from very early on. Wow. So off insect repellent was released in 1957. Yeah, but on a, on a ratio, how bad were they? They just fell off. It looks like. Yeah, they, no, they were bad immediately. Yeah, that's terrible. Just like from the, they, the jump, they're not even in the the bracket of yeah. rating. Yeah, so bad. They, they fell off they their were, graph. Everyone, everyone starts at a 1500 rating. They, they ended up at 1340. So yeah. they were terrible immediately. But I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to to pin it all on George Mikan though in his coaching. But. Moving on to the number seven ELO-rated team, the Cincinnati Royals. This was their first year moving from Rochester. They were Rochester this season before. They were read by they were led by Maurice Stokes, who How was fifth in MVP voting. Your first name is Dick. You got to rhyme it. It's like Dick Ricketts and Dick Duckets. <laughs> Can we take this part out? Yeah, this this Likely. team has some good some good alliterative names too. They had Monk Meineke. That's true. That's Dick better. Duckett. And Richie Reagan, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't. Do you guys? Do you guys know the story of uh, Maurice Stokes? I don't. I do not. Fifth in MVP. He played three years. All three years, he was a All NBA player. But end of this season in the playoffs, I figured. I think it was the playoffs. It might have been the last game of the regular season. <gasps> he fell and hit his head. He's the head injury guy. Yeah, he's the head injury yeah, guy. Yeah, you remember that? Whoa, actually. Wow. Played, played the next game but got really sick on the way home. I think he had a seizure or got really sick oh on the gosh. plane. He ended up being, ended up being paralyzed. That's uh, terrible. I had no idea. Didn't, didn't play again. Uh, he died like 10, 12 years after that. Oh, uh, was really paralyzed bad. for a lot of the end of his life. Yeah. And was uh, Jack, Jack Twyman, who's also on this team, um, took care of him and was his like guardian during those last few years. Uh, the 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 uh, NBA Teammate of the Year award is called the Twyman Stokes Teammate Award. Uh, it was started being given out after the 2012-2013 uh, NBA season, but in honor of those guys and their relationship, and yeah. So, what was the mechanism of injury? Had hurt during the game, or it was outside a game? Yeah, he, he hit his head in the game. But unlike now where you bump your head and they let you rest and keep you away from any basketball activity, they right. woke him up with some smelling salts and put him right back in. Wow. <laughs> or at least we at least he played in the next game. I don't know if he continued that game, but Right. Wow. That's a terrible yeah. story. But definitely seems like a thing that nowadays he would have survived, but at that time they were just like, All right, get on the plane. Yeah, they just didn't know any better, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So Sad team, sad story. Not a not a great, uh, but, but it, it is also a real shame because it was just his third season, and he made All NBA all three seasons. He was fifth in MVP voting this year. He was just oh, twenty four, wow. never played again. Yeah, I remember reading the story so. about the head injury that happened this year. Uh, I didn't mm -hmm. realize it was, uh, you know, a guy of such high caliber. It's yeah. A, yeah. Not, not that it it's a real shame. makes a huge difference as far as how sad it is, but it, it's, it's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, tragic regardless. But, I mean, the guy was 17 points, 18 rebounds, 6 assists. Yeah. Like, he, was, he was an awesome player. But, Crazy. Yeah, 24 years old. 
Interesting. What well, what product would we assign this team? So to me, if I could pick something, this was the year that you know that kids' toy, the corn popper. Yeah. That like thing that you push around and it's like pop pop pop. Yeah. So that really annoying kids' toy. Well, this 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 team had the lowest scoring games out of anybody else, so they would feel like they'd be annoying to watch. So I feel like the corn popper would be a good award for them. Okay. I was gonna go hula hoop. Ooh, the hula hoop because it's a big zero. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. But who did the uh, right. Lake? Who were the Lakers? I mean, which item? Do we get them one? Uh, off insect repellent. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Off. Yes. So I make sure I cross them off. All right. So I can Moving to number six, the Detroit Pistons, led no. by George Yardley, who's third in MVP voting. This was their first year moving from Fort Wayne. So this was their first year in Detroit. Uh, it, three other All Stars, but, um. Yeah, pretty pretty uh, mediocre season for them. I feel like the the product I thought was appropriate for them was Bubble Wrap, which came out this year in honor of their move from Fort Wayne to Detroit. Keeping it safe. <laughs> yeah. All right. On to number five, the New York Knicks. That's, this is the first of the Eastern Conference teams. All three of the bottom teams were Western Conference. Okay. So on to the worst team in the East, the New York Knicks, led by Kenny Sears, who is 12th in MVP voting, which is weird that because there's only eight teams this was actually the lowest uh out of, if you look at every single team and see where their best player finished in mvp voting this was the lowest so every other team had somebody higher on the mvp list than kenny sears so this is more of a, so, a balanced team effort then more of a, a they, they all shared in the mediocrity pretty easily. seven players in double yeah. digits right mm -hmm. yeah yeah all the way down to guy sparrow it's a solid name. Jack's brother. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. This is this is the brother who was kept on the straight and narrow. And the other one became a pirate. Art, Spol Art Spolster also played for this team. Oh, well. Uh, again, no relation. He's everywhere. Yeah. 17 games. Yeah. But New York Knicks. And I've, what, what, what product should we assign for these guys that came out this year? Uh... Perina dog chow. Well, I okay. That that's an option. Yeah, they came out. They were wow. launching. Uh, that was launched in 1957. I was thinking this team kind of stinks. They were. The I was actually team dove, the so dove soap. That's what I thought too. I'm not. Yeah, that's a good one. What what what's your yeah. connection with the uh, the dog food, Chris? Yeah, give us a reason. I mean, your your best player is 12th in MVP voting, so. I, just your dog food, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Either that or or Newport cigarettes came out this year. Yeah, you think that would be a good one for the New York Knicks? Yeah, I mean, it's regional. <laughs> yeah, and they they got smoked by all the other teams in the East. That is true. Yeah. So true. All right. So those are the bottom four teams. Moving on to the top four. Coming in at number four is the team that won the postseason championship, so they did not hold on to their title, the St. Louis Hawks. Wow. Led by Bob Pettit, who's fourth in MVP voting, has has two other MVPs to his name. Uh, they also had uh, Cliff Hanger. Cliff Hagen was 11th in MVP voting. And Doogie Slater-Martin was an all-NBA player. So this was a, this was a really good team. They were really awesome in the playoffs. In the playoffs, they they beat the Celtics four to two. In Game Six, Bob Pettit had fifty points and sixteen rebounds. 
but this is in that in that finals, uh, Bill Russell got injured, had a really badly sprained ankle starting in game three. So he missed most of the rest of that 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 uh, series. So in that game six where Pettit had 50, Russell only played 20 minutes. So he was b- very badly hobbled. Um, what I liked about Cliff Hagen, he was. Yeah. What, what do you like about Cliff Hagen? Yeah. What do you like about Cliff? He's well known for his hook shot. It just feel like that's a forgotten thing nowadays. Like who you just don't see it anymore. Mm. It, you know, well, it went well beyond you yeah. know, the fifties, but I feel like it sort of faded away. <laughs> no pun intended. Mm. Um, and he did win yeah. an NCAA championship in 1951 as a member of the Kentucky Wildcats. And an NBA championship as a yeah. member of the Hawks in this, you know, pretend. Yeah, that we just took away. World. Exactly. Yeah. We, so we took anyways. that away from them. And this team actually started off started off really hot. They were right around uh, Christmas Day. They were in second place. But you know what? What I think kind of tanked them, what really got what messed with them. You know what the big Christmas movie was this year? What was it? What movie came out on Christmas Day in 1957? Old Yeller. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. What a tear Such a crazy Christmas movie. Yeah. I know. I feel like the team all went home for the holidays and took their family to go see Old Yeller and it just it just didn't recover. They they really went in the tank until the postseason, mm-hmm. which I get. That's a sad movie. Super sad. And Marley and me can't touch that movie. Well, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen Marley and me, but they definitely they should have probably gone to see Happy Go Ducky instead. <laughs> little little happier animal fair. But yeah, that's fair. So they, and I felt like, you know, they, they, they were off to a good start before before uh, fading a bit. I feel like that the right product for them would be sea monkeys. Which are also fun for a while before uh, before fading. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, sea monkeys is what I was thinking too. Really? Yeah, what like... happens to sea monkeys? What happens to them? They get rabies, and you got to take them out back. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I just mean like spoiler because you you were like they're like sea monkeys, and then because they're like something, and then something else happens. I was, I felt like oh, I was just saying because because like they're fun. For, they're fun at first. I was saying that oh, the sea monkeys are fun like at boring. first. Oh, I see. The interest wanes. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, okay. Right. Now I get it. Right. I thought there was some kind of like evolutionary thing that changed with them, but it's more interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they sea became monkeys. Like real monkeys. Sea monkeys. There you go. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're moving on to our Accurate. top three. <laughs> so the number three team in the ELO rating was the Philadelphia Warriors nice. led by Paul Arizon, who was eighth in MVP voting. There's another one of these. This is what that, that weird time in, in sports history where you, you check people's box scores and then they missed two years for like uh, Paul Arizon missed his 25 and 20, 24 and 25 year old seasons serving as a Marine in the Korean war. It's a weird time to check box scores. It also had Tom Gola, Mr. All around. And Neil Johnston. They also had Rookie of the Year Woody Salisbury, who I think probably has the best old-timey name. <laughs> we have to give that award out every year now. Even best old-timey <laughs> name goes to Woody Salisbury. Like, I think we should actually use that for modern years, too. 
I think that would be cool to, to find somebody with mm-hmm. a name like Woody Salisbury. But yeah, this this team was was really good, but uh, definitely a notch below the top couple teams. But this is the team that I felt like they had the best rookie. So I'm going to give them the award for the best product release this year. Tang. Mm. The delicious, delicious drink of the stars, by which I mean astronauts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. One of my favorite products. I've drinking a lot of Tang in my day. I've seen you eat you ever, tang you take, on a bowl of snow. Yeah, you take a, yeah, I used to I used to do that in. Uh, I mean, who am I kidding? I've done that this year, but I remember doing that in high school. Going one time when we didn't have any tang in the house, going to the neighbors' houses and shoveling their driveway in exchange for tang. So that's a problem. So, yeah, how is that a problem? He I was seventeen. When you're seventeen, when you're seventeen, you can drink tang. I think that's an okay vice. Too old for it now. Yeah, like how desperate you were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not like it was Newport cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would have been that would have been way worse. Way worse. Newport cigarettes. Yeah, so- you'll shovel your neighbor's driveway. <laughs> so good, you'll shovel your neighbor's driveway. <laughs> At least you'll try to, but you'll probably get out of breath. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Long. All right, moving on to the number two team, the Syracuse Nationals. Oh, wow. Led by Dolph Hayes, second in MVP voting. They also had all-star Larry Costello. Those, those were the two big players on this team. Uh, they, they were just a steady climb all season. They didn't have any real swings, any real high or low. They were in first place after 58 games, so they were right in the mix the whole time. Um, yeah, Dol- Dolph Shays is one of, like, one of like two or three non-Celtics from the league this this year that I look at the names and I recognize immediately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Dolph Shays is an all-time great, twelve-time NBA All-Star. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was the original uh, cool Dolph before Lundgren. Yeah. The, he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore of Dolphs. Man, he was yeah. six eight, one hundred ninety-five pounds. That's crazy. I don't know who else is on that on that Mount Rushmore. Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Shays, maybe Dolphins. Yeah, Miami Dolphins. Snowflake. Uh, yeah, Snowflake could be on there. And I don't know who the fourth one is. But we'll we'll have to we'll have to revisit that. That could be another reoccurring segment. Mm-hmm. Best Dolph of the year. I mean, that would be really cool if we figured out some more Dolphs. But, and uh, who did you say Tang was intended for? Yeah. Well, for the team yeah, with the uh, like, rookie of the year goes the best yeah, product you, of the year, Tang. But you said something about Philadelphia you Warriors. Said something about astronauts. You said something about astronauts. Well, it's yeah. Tang Tang is what the astronauts supposedly drink. Don't bother yourself with that, Ryan. No, I just want to connect the dots. So Dolph was actually an aeronautical engineer. What? So. He would have also enjoyed the tang flavor. Well, we got ourselves a good old fashioned bidding war. No, I think we've already assigned it to Team Three. I'm just kidding. No, I just mean that that he could also enjoy it. That's all. The team doesn't need to be tang. Oh, okay. But I just yeah. thought that was interesting. Just... Not, not only was he great at basketball, apparently he was uh, very smart. Well, what would you assign this team? 
uh, you know, it was, it was a, it was an awesome team. It was a number two team, but a team that I don't really care that much about. So I was thinking about give them the Whopper. Yeah. The number two hamburger. Yeah. I love it. 37 cents. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. This is a whop. You know, it, I mean, this is a whopper of a team. Yeah. I, I try to look through so. and see, I try to see who the biggest player in the league was at this time and assign the whopper to them, but I got bored. Who's your number one burger? Uh, I don't know. You going square patty? Uh, from, from, uh, David Thompson, David Thompson and the square patties. <laughs> All right. We got just yeah. one team left process. All right. One team got... left. The number one team this year was the Boston Celtics led by Bill Russell, who was the MVP sixth MVP voting was Bob Cousy. And then uh, they also had Bill Sharman was seventh in MVP voting. How come he doesn't get a lot of attention? Just because he was elderly? Bill Sharman? Yeah. He gets a lot of attention. He does? Okay. I just not listening well then. Hey, you, I don't know why you always ignore him. Because he's super nice to you. I, I like that this team is essentially loaded with uh, bowling alley t-shirt names. You got Bill, Bob, yeah. Tom, Frank, Jack. Good game, Jim. There's like a bunch of Jims and a bunch of Bills and Bobs. Sam Jones is on this Frank. team. Yeah, Frank the Tank. You bowl another 300? Sure, sure did, Tom. <laughs> anyway, yeah. my award for bowling t-shirt names goes to the Boston Celtics. I, I think that's hard to even argue. Uh, and this is this is the team that, but after this, I think they win the next eight championships in a row. So, uh, and this this year they might have too. They had the best regular season. And if Bill Russell doesn't get hurt in Game Three of the Finals, there's a really good chance that they win the title this year. They also ran into Bob Pettit, so, so. yeah, he put up 50 in a game where Bill Russell was limping around. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's the reason we do this. This thing is is to say, you know, B Bill Russell got hurt at the wrong Wait, time. Game three of the I finals. I never remember when these things happen. Was the red guy the coach this year, or the red guy was the the popcorn yes. guy? Yes. Right. Red Auerbach. Was he <laughs> was he the coach yet or about to be the coach? No, it's your Bach. Yeah. Yes. Red Auerbach. Red Auerbach. That's why I said no Bach will ever be Auerbach. <laughs> I didn't read that book. Yeah. Red Red Auerbach was the. Uh, you, you read Auerbach? Who read Auerbach? <laughs> this is totally messing with the way I pronounce his name because it's Red Auerbach. Uh, yeah. And I, yes. I know that. Okay, <laughs> and now it's in my head as Auerbach. It's <laughs> a part of the. <laughs> Ooh, we down a popcorn rabbit hole. <laughs> sure did. I'm sorry. I, I actually forgot how to say it right as well. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Red Arback, who was the coach this year. Hmm. And really, really early Bill Russell. So, this is, they were about to run off a, a, a string of like eight straight championships. And I think, I think it was nine straight bowling league championships. So, this team was about to really take the league by storm. They could have played um, anything. Yeah, this, this this team really really aged like a fine wine, and you know it'd be great to pair with a fine wine would be Boars and Cheese. That's where you're going. Mm. Boars which and came Cheese came out this year. Wow. Mm. You yeah. know what? This is your team. You, it's your Boston Celtics. You want to give them Boars and Cheese? Is that the one with the little cow on it too? 
No, you're thinking uh, you're thinking the little wax ones. Yeah, that boarding. Oh no, this is like the the square soft. Yeah, no, it's it, it's like a round one. It comes in like a uh, foil thing that goes. Just, just Google it. I thought the. Why am I describing this to you? I thought the Borzen. You're right. It's a square box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's our box. Way to go, Boston. <laughs> Way to be the Borzen yeah. bowling league team of the NBA. Well, you know yeah, that Arnie's really always rising up to the challenge. Arnie rising. I like what you did there. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to lose torso. They also, they also had, that opportunity. They also had Jack Nicholson's Jack Nicholson's dad, Jack Nichols. That's not how names work. Yeah, that's true. That would be what? his dad. It literally yeah, says it's his dad. Be Jack Nichols' son. Yeah, it yeah. has to be. I mean, I think I think by definition he has to be right. I think that's and, I, I think that's right. Sure. And I, I, I hope that <laughs> that's that's airtight logic. So exactly. And Jim right, Lowe's so. cut off something. I know I was trying to make a pun with Lowe's cut off, but <laughs> I, try, I don't even know how, how to pronounce Lou's name. Polos. When you listen back, you can hear what, how I did it. I can't wait. <laughs> well, congratulations, right. Boston. Congratulations, Boston Celtics. We gave them a, their title a year earlier. All right, so the next thing we like to do is talk about the MVP, see whether that would change, and it's not gonna, because Bill Russell was already the MVP, and the Celtics are the t- are the champion. So, congratulations again, Bill Russell. Glad we could wrap that up so easily. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about your ankle. Yeah. Uh, now we could talk a little bit about the bronze medal team. Who's who's the other team that should be remembered for this year? So the gold medal, the regular season Elo champ, goes to the Boston Celtics. The silver medal, the cute postseason tournament winner goes to the St. Louis Hawks. So who, who do you think we should give the uh, the coaches coaches poll style bronze medal to? What do you think, Chris? Oh, boy. Um, all of these advanced metrics are telling me that it should be the Nationals. But I'll tell you what, they lost yeah. two to one to the Warriors. And the Warriors, they're our Tang team. I'm going Warriors. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Warriors. I mean, they beat this. They beat the. Uh, the Warriors uh, beat the Nationals in the playoffs, so to me, that's good enough. They went head to head. So you're just, you're going with uh, the the sentimental appreciation for Tang and the best old timey name Woody Salisbury. Yeah, and I feel like a jerk because the Nationals did finish number two in the ELO, which is what this podcast is, you know, based on. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that I would be kicked off the board if this were like the actual d- deciding factor, but uh, yeah. I'm going to go Warriors. Mm-hmm. For- yeah, luckily this isn't a real thing. So mm-hmm. he dodged that bullet. Yeah. Another wormhole for me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you about you, Ryan? Um, what was the duration of this season again, game-wise? Uh, 72 games. And we did so okay. that's why usually we – yeah, so we stop after 66. So you did, you did cap it at the 66 there. Mm-hmm. So all right, well – you know, it's all about how much we believe in our system. So I'm going to have to go with the Nationals mm-hmm. over the Warriors yes. with a 12-point differential in the ELO rating system, which is, again, the total body of work for the season rather than three games which were played at the mm-hmm. end of the season. So I just have to go with them based on our current podcast. Yeah. 
because that, that's what we're here for. I respect you as a person, Ryan. <laughs> and just FYI, if, if you if we did go to the full 72 games, uh, then the winner would be the Nationals. Like, they'd be the number one team. So, just FYI. But... Spoiler. We didn't. They were the number team. And so I, I would also root for the Nationals. I think they had the second best season this year out of everybody. So uh, last thing to talk about is how this affects anybody's legacies. Uh, the big thing is Russell gets one more title. But remember last a few episodes ago, we did 1966 and we took away one of his titles. So overall in our universe, he, he comes out even. We, we took away his 1966 title, gave it to Wilt. But this one we took away from the Hawks and gave it back to him. So he's back up to 11 rings for us. So I think he's going to be fine. I think, he's I think right. he'll take it okay. Ne- neutral legacy effect. Yeah. He's still good. Yeah. So he doesn't have to yeah. feel so bad yeah, about getting injured in the playoffs, which is why the playoffs are done. We did. Yeah. We did We did take it away from, from Bob Pettit. Uh so apologies to the to the Pettit family, but this was this was his only championship, so it does probably affect his legacy a fair amount for Pettit to lose his only title. And also sad for the for the Hawks franchise that they lose their only title. But I don't think they, I don't feel like we hold it that much against players in the in the fifties and sixties because Russell won all the championships. So you kind of have to say you know. Same same kind of thing that happens in the '90s, where it's like, well, Jordan was winning all the championships, so you know, you're, it's fine if you you could have a great career in the '90s and not win a championship, and that's just what happens. So I think we still remember Bob Pettit about the same. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, probably. I, I think if I mean, if you're a hardy Atlanta fan, and you know that Pettit was the only time the Hawks won a championship, and that's probably pretty difficult to part with but yeah sorry guys yeah sorry and sorry about being a hawks fan that's keep trucking it's rough keep trucking hotlanta you'll get it It wasn't even it wasn't even atlanta yet it was st louis yeah but it's it's a continuation right like atlanta's never won either yeah he's just letting him know like the future people never will Hmm. not till not till trey brings one to him i'm just glad they won that super bowl you know they didn't. What? They were up big, but they did not win. We covered this. I don't remember. I turned it off. Yeah, it was so over much. at halftime. Yeah. Oh, my god. It was like 28 to 3. There's no way there's coming back. But they did. I promise. We'll check the tape. We'll check the tape. Also, you're talking like se- all right. 70 years in advance. What is this football thing you're talking about? <laughs> Football was a thing back then. Yeah, they just wear helmets. Just pieces of leather that were supposed to help them. I think George Clooney uh, played football this year. I don't think that's, that's true. I think you're, fact, you're, you're, you're talking about that documentary Leatherheads. <laughs> yeah, but, but you Jim know from The Office. Yeah. Uh, the Russians have launched Sputnik. So they're probably watching are basketball games. Did they for real? 1958 was fun. What a fun year. It's like 1957, but some of that lead-in stuff, it's like the beginning of the basketball season. Mm -hmm. 
This, yeah. this was a good year. Um, I probably wouldn't come back just because I'm so excited for color to come back in the future. Yeah. Did you have but to look at yourself to be sure? Given the chance, wouldn't you want to go back and maybe see an NBA game? Because you didn't. Um. Yeah. You know, I did want to see Bob Pettit actually play after reading about this season in the NBA. He was an interesting character. Mm-hmm. The 50-point game is interesting because when you take Bill Russell out of the equation, you kind of wonder, well, what happens? And then a guy like Bob Pettit takes over. So. Yeah, I'm surprised that we've done uh, whatever six or seven of these episodes, and Julie Andrews has come up twice. That's a, I did not see that coming. Well, she is a, a songbird and a fox. So, yeah, I was. I didn't know those are very talented. Yeah, (laughs) you know, but I think it 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 happens later in this year. But I think it would have been cool also to see Bobby Fischer play chess. In, in Moscow to 15 years old. Yeah. Trying to check out a lot of teenagers. It was a good year for teenagers for you. Wow. Yikes. 17 year old Pele. I, Careful. I mean, young prodigies, young prodigies. Oh. Yes. Yes. That's how I like to refer to them, but <laughs> that's what you like to call. Okay. Them. The, the Bobby Fisher thing is pretty, pretty interesting, but Pele getting thrown into world cup knockout stages at 17 no, years I, old. It's just, it's unbelievable. That's why I didn't make more of a stink about you just ignoring the rules altogether. I mean, I looked at the little machine. I was like, Kevin's going to be mad. And then I just, I punched in the numbers. I'm like, you only live once, you know? I'm actually surprised to let you go through. Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. You must have had some override. I tried to cancel this recording for that very reason. I got talked into it. So whatever. (laughs) That was pretty easy to convince, but I, know. I think I think our fans and and uh, listeners are like, when is Sarah gonna put me to bed? All right, well, we gotta say say our little machines next next time for 1994. What? Go back. We go back and see if uh, if Akeem wins that first title after Jordan retires. Snap. Better get my hammer pants. Or maybe ready. somebody else. Yeah. Man, so, I can't believe uh, Jordan's retiring already. I know. He'll be back. Do you He'll think he'll try something else first? No spoilers. Do you think? Do you think Chris will watch him play basketball or go to one of his baseball games? Definitely baseball. Chris doesn't like going to basketball games. So, thanks for everybody for listening. <laughs> A lot of this is probably going to be edited out, but I really appreciate everybody who uh, stuck with us tonight. What a gem! Yeah, you're the best. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Yeah, see you in the 90s. It's 11.30. It is bedtime.